Welcome to the Manager Tools Podcast for Monday, July 25th, 2005. Hi everyone, this is Michael Ozan. Hopefully we won't disappoint too many people today, but we're going to do something a little bit different than our normal show today. Up until this point, we haven't spent much time at all talking about our backgrounds, where we came from, you know, our perspective on management leadership, kind of what led us to podcasting, what led us to manager tools, and where we're going with the show. Now, we've received a number of emails and uh, queries about these topics, so we thought it'd be useful to cover those today and just give you a little bit of background on Mark and I and our leadership experience and kind of where we're going with things. So, although a bit shy in content, we'll hope you'll find this show interesting nonetheless. I promise you, though, that next week we'll get back to our typical specific management behaviors and tools that you can use immediately um, to improve organizational performance. So, with that warning, let's get on with the show. Welcome to Manager Tools. I'm Mark Horseman. I'm here with my business partner and dear friend, Mike Ozan. And uh, we thought after, uh, what is this, our fifth podcast, Mike? This will be our sixth, I think. Sixth, okay. Uh, after five podcasts on our sixth podcast, we ought to help people understand what we're doing, why we're doing it, and a little bit of background about who we are. We've already had some questions about that um, from our email address, show at manager-tools.com. So Mike and I have been talking about a way to deliver some of this information to help people understand the background, give them some context, and actually hopefully get more people excited about what it is we're doing because we think it's pretty pretty neat stuff. This will be uh, pretty different than our, than our other ones because we normally pride ourselves in yeah. giving people specific behaviors or actions they can take that day to improve their management performance. And we'd probably be a little light on content, more in background, right. so you just have to excuse us and we'll get back to our normal how-to stuff uh, next show. Yeah, I hope that, you know, we, I agree with you, Mike. I, I think that our real value is in giving people stuff they can actually do, behavioral changes, I like to like to say it, and this is really more of a high-level overview. It's that, it's what would normally happen at the beginning of a training program that people give people a little bit of grace, you know, managers give the instructors a little bit of grace on. Um but I, I do think it's valuable. We've already had some questions, and I think also our backgrounds and how we came to it will probably help people understand um, more closely what it is we're trying to do. So, Mike, it might be a good time now for us to just give a brief history, sort of chronologically, about our background so that people will understand um, where we're coming from. Um, we've alluded to our backgrounds a little bit, that I'm a consultant, that uh, you're a former corporate manager. Um, but it actually goes way back. It goes, I mean, we're talking 25 25 years ago, almost, when we oh, uh, first met. You didn't met. have to say that. What's that? Yeah, oh, yeah. You didn't have to That's say right. That. Yeah, we started when we were five. Um, uh, yeah, we met when we were both cadets at the military academy at West Point. And um, we, um, uh, Mike was actually the deputy honor captain at West Point, which is a point of, uh, of uh, some, uh, it's very impressive. Uh, he was the number two person for the honor committee at the academy. And, of course, the Academy is famous for a cadet will not lie to or steal, nor tolerate those who do. Um, as it turned out, we did well enough that both of us had for our first duty assignment Hawaii, 
Um, I'm sure lots of groans. Yeah, lots of of moaning and groaning. Tough assignment. But really, the important thing about our first assignment together in Hawaii is not that it was in Hawaii, but rather that we both worked for a guy named Colonel Ed Texera. And we watched the turnaround of a unit that we still talk about to this day. We, the 7th and the 8th Field Artillery went from what was arguably the worst unit in the division at the time to the unquestionably best unit uh, in the division and arguably maybe one of the best in the Army. And uh, I still look back and think about that experience and watching and being a part of a unit being turned around by force of will and professionalism and ethics and integrity and drive and... Uh, attention to detail. I'll, I'll never forget that experience. Yeah, that today that that still sits as one of the best, most rewarding experiences of my entire life, other than maybe the birth of my children. Yeah, it's yeah. Professionally, incredible. it's up there, top five, no question. And we were so lucky to have it happen to us then, so we could, we you know, it'd be great to happen if you're 45 or 50, but to have it happen when you're 22, to see it, to watch someone in leadership role, galvanize a group and then turn them on and make it happen and have everybody look at themselves and say, boy, we feel differently. Nobody's taking sand in our faces anymore over at the officer's club. We're doing it. We're doing it to them. They're looking up to us and saying, man, you guys are good. And it was because of Colonel Texera and his willingness to push us to be something we didn't even know we could be. It was pretty, pretty great. Yeah, it's pretty um, awesome. A- after the military, I got out shortly before Mike and, um, uh, went to work at Procter & Gamble, and then left Procter & Gamble, became a recruiter. And actually, it was when I was at the recruiting firm that Mike contacted me, and I helped him leave the military after he had finished his command in the artillery. And um, he went to work uh, at MCI. Um, I actually went to work uh, oh, at Mobile first. At Mobile. Mobile I'm sorry. Oil. That's right. At Mobile, Mobile yeah. Oil. Uh, and uh, in the IT space, and uh, actually was hired as a programmer, and then um, obviously got promoted and uh, continued to get promoted. And while I was at... Uh, the recruiting firm continued to watch him get promoted and and uh, nod my head saying, yeah, he's a friend of mine as he climbed the corporate ladder. And then uh, Mike uh, had, I had the good fortune to recruit for Mike um, some more people as he, as his organization grew. Uh, some other military officers went to work for him. Um, and then uh, I left uh, the recruiting firm and became a leadership consultant, which Mike was excited about because he and I had always been talking about leadership and management and how you can make a team of people most effective. And um, Mike became a client of mine uh, when he was at, it was MCI, right? It was MCI, yeah. Yeah. And um, it was funny. Um, you know, I remember you very clearly saying, well, my boss, I finally wore my boss down and he's going to hire us. He's going he's gonna to allow me to hire you to do this leadership and management training because I really think my guys need soft skill stuff. And um, that year, I think you said that you actually spent more on soft skills than you did on hard skills, which is pretty unusual. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, it probably hasn't happened before and probably won't happen yeah. again. But, yeah. Um, um, and, the results are incredible, though. So. Yeah. Um, and as it turned out, it was the <laughs> right place, the right time, and the right actors because we were really have, able to have a pretty significant impact in your organization. And um, there are still people who talk about that experience of really – you taking the organization to the next level with me suggesting some different tools and techniques that uh, that your team of people could use. And, and um, uh, I remember you very clearly one afternoon, we were in your conference room, and um, you said, you know what, <laughs> we need to figure out a way to get this kind of stuff to more people because it really works. And I think that moment when you described the limitations of my consulting model of, uh, you know, selling my time, so to speak, um, that was really the, the genesis of leader tools and now manager tools. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. And we, and we've, you know, f- 
fools around with it. Actually, there's there's we're in the process of building some tools beyond just yeah. what we've delivered today, but actual software you know, that run software that runs on the web that will assist people in executing their management responsibilities. Um, more to you know, we'll talk about more of that and right. sometime in the, the future. We're not ready to go into all the details right now, but um, we've been on and off talking about it for and working on it for. Wow, a few years now. Five years, and probably. The problem we had was we didn't have it, it, the problem turned out to be a distribution mm-hmm. problem, which is how do we get this information to folks? How do we roll these, these um, tools out? Now the web existed when we were talking about this. Though the web was was kind of hot and heavy, and folks were interested in that. But um, text as a medium and blogs didn't exist at the time, certainly. Right. Um, and the web and email and all that was, although it could work, was. I know you found kind of cumbersome. Right. And then my wife bought me an iPod for my birthday. And I tell you what, as soon as I plugged in, as soon as I heard about podcast, I said, this is it. And I, I don't know if you can call. I called, I called Mark up and I was just like, just I remember pumped up. Mark, yeah. you got to get one of these things. <laughs> and, and to be fair, part of the, I mean, a big part of the limiting factor was we were thinking about putting you know, text out on the web, articles that I would write and so on, you and I would co- would collaborate on. Um, and, and part of it was writing is a much higher bar for me to go over in terms of writing really effective stuff, writing articles or, you know, training material, if you will. And we discovered it also wasn't very exciting that people would read it, but but um, they wanted something more because the, their, their thought process was around the delivery of management skills through training, which is somebody talking video or, you know, a speech or a Tony Robbins or a Tom Peters or something like that. And um, just the change in how many people you could reach and how easy it was in conjunction with the richness of the medium, I remember thinking, wow, I think he's really onto something here. And I, I really do think that podcasting has, has fundamentally changed the distribution channel. Um, because you know, look, look at it this way, Mike. I mean, people, companies would have to buy my training, or for that matter, other companies' training. I mean, we're not suggesting that mine is that much better than everybody else's, but but leadership and management skills training is bought by large corporations, sometimes delivered as coaching, sometimes delivered as classroom skills. But it's interesting that the company buys it, and it's expensive, um, and yet the managers are the ones that actually consume it. And the managers are routinely say to me, you had the experience, other clients have said the same thing. Man, that was great training. It was real. It was specific. I know what I need to do differently tomorrow, and I know it'll make me more effective. Um, the managers loved it, but but there was a limiting factor about the number of managers I could reach because companies would say, well, we're really doing something different, or we're on this change process, or we need to teach them more about this technical stuff they do, or they need to know more about marketing or about IT. And really, management training was kind of at the bottom of the barrel. Right, um, and, and you could only get it when it was available. Right. If you had a problem on, um, say you had to do some interviews and hire some new folks, well, yeah, there's an interviewing class or there's yeah. a class on hiring some training, but it's six months down the line. Well, I, I don't need a six months. I need it now. Right. Um, so the immediacy of being able to get the training that you need when you need it is important. Right. So just briefly bringing everybody up to speed on the the timeline, um, you were a senior executive at uh, MCI and went a couple other places along the way and came back and and, uh, um, I was still running my consulting firm, Horseman & Company, and um, as it turned out, um, you were able to leave corporate America because of your success and your 
level of achievement and uh, cash out, so to speak. And uh, now uh, are, you're a co-owner of three uh, great Italian family restaurants uh, in the Northern Virginia area called San Vito. So if anybody's listening in Northern Virginia, um, find out more about San Vito on the web, S-A-N-V-I-T-O. Um, and uh, you're able to do that. And this is really, Manager Tools is really our passion about management and leadership uh, made real and and really trying to do something to democratize to share with more people the kind of management skills that you and I have used we've seen other use we've teach other people use them and they work they're simple they're not complex um, because all human behavior is pretty straightforward stuff for the most part and it doesn't take a 500 page binder and really complex theory it takes day to day behavioral change in order to be more effective as a manager yeah it's it's generally some very small changes can produce some yeah. incredible results. And most of the leadership discussion out there is on, well, I don't know. I, I tend to think of it as kind of talking about building the, the top, the top floor on the, on the big tower versus the work that needs to be done on the basement or the foundation. And this is foundational stuff that just has incredible impacts on organizational performance. Yeah, I think that, you know, certainly if you want to coach an executive and you can make an executive more effective, I coach CEOs. I'm happy to do that, and we can make the CEO more effective. Um, But there's a great deal of what the CEO does that frontline managers do in terms of developing and motivating and inspiring and and giving feedback and coaching your people. And um, we quite, I quite frankly believe that companies have simply said, management is kind of an extension of your personality. We're going to teach you how to market. We're going to teach you how to do... Um, software coding, we're going to teach you how to do whatever technical thing your job is about, insurance adjusting or risk assessment or whatever, but we're going to assume that management is a function of an extension of your personality, if you will, and we're not going to train you on that. And the fact is the vast majority of what happens for managers and directors and executive directors and VPs and so on is management, and yet there's virtually no training on what the day-to-day management is. A A classic example, how do I develop my people? Companies aren't teaching that. And if you expect people to get better and you don't develop them, my thought is, well, don't come crying to me that your people don't get better if you're not spending any time developing them. Simple as that. Um, I'll give you an, an, an example that really irritates me. Is I, I read things all the time in, well, in great, great magazines like Harvard Business Review or Fortune. And it says things like managers need to be visionary. They need to be approachable. Mike, I, you know, I, I think I'm, I'm pretty approachable, but I don't, if, even if I don't think I'm approachable, I, I don't know what to do necessarily to be approachable. And so we have a sort of an unofficial mantra here at Manager Tools, which is this is do training rather than be training. We're going we're gonna to tell people, if you do this, here are the results you're going to achieve. And quite frankly, to some degree, I wouldn't even care if somebody was felt that they were approachable. I'd want to watch their behavior and see if they did things that other people would perceive them to be approachable. And there are, th- there are actual steps you can take to make yourself more approachable or more visionary or a better, better manager of meetings or a better developer of your people. Yeah, that's a, that's a, pretty, a pretty key pe- point that when people get the light just goes on. Yeah. It just all boils down to a, if you had somebody who had no management skills and did nothing but go to an acting class and exhibit, you know, and put them in a situation where they had to act out a management trait, what's what's the difference between the manager and the and the actor? If the actor yeah. is performing the same 
performing the same actions or exhibiting yeah. the same behaviors. The fact is they'll have the same results. Now, could they do it on a consistent basis? Well, no. probably not. But the fact is it's the behavior that drives it, not right. their feelings or their thoughts or their intents. It's, it's all behavior. Right. And the people who have listened to podcasts, they already, if they've, if they've heard about feedback, if they've listened to the feedback model, they know it's all about behavior. The way you give, the way you encourage people to change, the way you develop your folks is you tell them, hey, when you do that behavior, here are the good and bad things that happen. How can you do that differently if it's bad behavior? Or how can you, you know, please keep doing that if it's good behavior? I, there's a part of me that says, I don't even care what, how people feel. I want them to behave this way. I, I'm a nice person. I care about people. Um, but what we get paid for is behavior. And uh, so that, so, and it's not just talking about the behavior, manager tools also, the whole concept is giving people tools. When we talked about the feedback model, or when we talked about one-on-ones, I'm sorry, when we talked about one-on-ones, we actually said, go to the web, go to manager-tools.com, and you'll find the one-on-one form, you'll find a script for the email that you can send out, and actually some people have responded back, yeah, I used it, and it worked, and I've got... I've got my one-on-one scheduled for the end of this month, and we're looking forward to hearing from those people. But, but to us, Manager Tools is, is not only about behavior of the manager. It's about changing your behavior to make yourself more effective. But it's also a whole set of tools, a suite of tools that people can come to the web and use to make themselves more effective. Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, that's why, obviously, the, the tools part of it is in there because from our experience, you can we can do a podcast and we can talk about it, but people need help and aren't implementing the behaviors right they need they need assistance and we can't be there 24 hours a day so the more we can leave behind the more tools we can give you to implement these behaviors to the point where they become habit the more effective you're going to be and the more effective we're going to be in terms of what we're trying to accomplish here right uh, you know, I, I took some time, Mike, um, over the, this past couple of days and wrote down some things that I know that you and I have talked about that we're going to talk about in the future. And I thought it might be good here. Yeah, we've been focusing on how we got here, but it might also be good to give people a sense of where we're headed. Some of the, some of the top, what are some of the topics we're going to cover? Um, uh, we've already talked about feedback. We've talked about one-on-ones. A lot of people ask me, Mark, how do I run a meeting? What's, you know, I go to bad meetings all the time. How do I run a meeting? Well, you know what? There's a playbook for that. It's not rocket science. You can learn it in a half an hour, maybe two podcasts, uh, 20 to 30 minutes long. Uh, very straightforward. There, there's a right way to run meetings. And you run them this way, and you'll wonder why you ever did it any other way after that. Um, we're going we're gonna to help people learn how to do annual reviews the right way. I don't know anybody who loves, well, I know very few people who love how to love their annual reviews. And people call me all the time and say, how do I do this? I've got a good one or a bad one. How do I do it? Well, there's a playbook to do there as well, a set of behaviors that will make you more effective. I hate to say it, but one of the biggest wasters of time in corporate America is email. You and I both love it, and it works as a lot of good things, but there's a right way to do email. And since it takes so much of managers' time, we want to teach people a better way to handle their email. Um, we want to teach people how to hire folks. There is a right way to go through the process of sourcing your people, of determining who you want, doing an analysis of the job, analyzing them in terms of how you interview them, um, and, and then also how to actually make them offers, how to hire them, how to onboard them, everything. That's often called the talent pipeline, and we'll talk about um, the beginnings of the talent pipeline, all the steps you need to go through to be effective. You know, it's pretty rare, but we also want to talk about how do you let somebody go? What's the right way to terminate someone? It, it, it's never pleasant. It's always an admission of failure, but there is a right way to do it, um, and uh, we'll be happy to share that in detail. Um, how to communicate effectively with your team, to include tools to analyze what kind of communicator you are and your team, so that when you're talking to Bob, who's a top performer, you use, you'll use different phrases and, and uh 
and style than when you talk to Joe, who's a low performer but is really important to the team in different ways. Um, you know, we're going to talk about how to lead a project team, people you don't actually supervise but who are matrix to you for a certain period of time. Um, somebody asked me once, what do I do if somebody's angry on my team and is constantly berating other folks? Well, you know, that has to do with feedback, but, but let's talk about that. How to network, how to, how to create a career network internally and externally in your organization. You know, should I get an MBA? How, you know, what, what should my resume look like? These are more career questions. Um, how do I ask for a raise? Usually the answer is you don't, but, but there is a right way if you're going to do it. How do you leave an organization? That's a career question as well. Um, how, how do I manage my time more effectively? Boy, I'll tell you, I wish I could. That's something I'd love to. If we could get everybody a handle on everybody's time, um, because there's so much of it wasted, um, that would be a huge leverage point. Another thing I'd like to do is, is share with people about books and articles we read, resources elsewhere on the web that will be helpful to them. Um, you know, I read 100 business books a year. I used to read 200, but now I'm down to about 100. And, and I have to tell you, the vast majority of them are not very good. Uh, and I think when we read books and when you and I find stuff that's effective, we need to share it with people so that they'll not have to feel like they're missing things by not reading every single book that comes out, besides Harry Potter, of course. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> so those are the kind of things that come up. And also, we've gotten some feedback from some of our listeners already about, hey, can you tell me more about meetings? Can you tell me more? One guy wrote in and said, look, I really love what you told me about one-on-ones. I'm going to start doing it. But I, I feel like there's a whole suite of meetings that I may need to be having with my folks. Can you tell me more about those? And can you recommend agendas? And, you know, certain meetings do have certain standing agendas. And so... We're going to go through some meetings and their detailed agendas so that people can learn how to have a framework to get them started. So. Okay, and we're, we should also talk about what we're not going to talk about, which is this will probably be the only podcast that exists where people actually don't talk about podcasting and what kind of equipment we have and mixers yeah. and all we're, that kind of stuff. We don't Either. see ourselves as podcasters, do we, really? No, not really. No. I'm and a management people, consultant. You're, you're a manager and leader. You're a o- business owner. And we see ourselves as people who are trying to help other people be effective. And podcasting just happens to be the way we're delivering it in much the same way that uh, Albertsons and HEB and Randall's and Publix are grocery stores. And they don't think of themselves as being in the truck business. Yeah, they have trucks to distribute the, the groceries, but they see themselves in the business of giving people food. And we see ourselves in the business of helping people become better as managers. Yeah, we obviously we've done some research and some work to come up with a, a podcast that sounds at least presentable and is not um uh difficult to listen to so right. um we but it probably not gonna get a whole lot better than it is right now unless uh unless somebody can come do it for us because that's not where we're spending our time right and it may help may help people to know that we're doing this on the phone you're in washington dc and i'm in texas um Although I do have clients that take me to Washington, D.C. every once in a while. In fact, I was there last Thursday and Friday. And I think week after next, I'm planning on going. And maybe we'll do a couple of podcasts face-to-face, and that'll be, that'll that'll be, be fun. Cool. Yeah, that'll, that'll be, be uh, interesting. Okay. So, we, you know, the whole purpose of this podcast was to give people a little bit of background about ourselves, help, us underst- help them understand what we're doing and, and why we're doing it, and give them a peek into the future about what's to come. We'd also love to hear from people about what they need. You know, can you tell us more about X, Y, or Z? We will be happy to include those, those uh, ideas into our mix because, our, you know, our purpose is to serve you. We don't intend to create a theoretical database of knowledge that nobody ever uses. We want to solve the problems of real-world managers out there today, the people who are already subscribing. Given that we normally give people something to, to focus on and work on, do right. you have something you could tell us in two minutes 
little little homework in terms of what they could do today, improve yeah. their organizational effectiveness. So I, I just yeah. just don't want to leave people without something they can do. I think kind of that do versus be sure. type discussion. Um, well, I'll give you a good example. I, I, um, I recently, I was coaching an executive uh, client, and uh, I asked him. He, he said he had good relationships with his folks, and so I asked him a question. I said, "Tell me the names of the children of all your direct reports." And he says, I don't know. He says, I know one, one of their kids because he lives close to me and we, we socialize. He says, but, but I don't even know if some of my people have kids or not. And um, it goes to the issue of the, the, the be versus do thing. Sometimes people say, you hear management consultants or consultants or trainers say, gosh, you know, you, you need to be sensitive to the, the issues of your team and the, you know, the work family balance and so on. Well, that's a, that's a B comment. The do comment is you should know the first names of all the children of all your direct reports. Not everybody in your organization, but all the people who report directly to you. Because to those people, their children are the most important um, people in the world, their children and their spouses. Um, And so a a thought for, for everybody out there is take some time in the next week, and rather than saying, how are the kids, say, you know, for a moment, I'm sorry, I don't know your kids' names. Tell me their names and how old they are. Write it down. And try to use that and remember it on a regular basis so that when they come in in a week, you can say, not how did the kids do, but how did Jane do in her gymnastics recital? So there's something they can do. Find out the names of all the kids of their direct reports. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And it's easy. Not, yeah. Nothing very difficult about it, but right. and, it's, and, it's amazing and I, the difference it makes. One other point I will say is that there are some people who say, oh, gosh, if I ask, it'll prove that I don't know it. And the answer to that is, the response to that is, your people already know that you don't know their kids' names. So you're not going to be revealing anything. All you're going to be saying is, I recognize I should have known this, and I'm going to ask it because it's important to me, because it's important to you. Yeah, that that whole trap about not asking for fear of of uh, exposing thought, your ignorance yeah. is right. <laughs> it's a dangerous trap. It's a trap. That's exactly. I fall into it all the time. I'm sure you do too. But but we want to encourage our our subscribers, our listeners to to behave in a more effective way. And that's what Manager Tools is all about: behaving in a more effective way as a manager. Super. Well, I okay. hope this was useful to people. And next next show, we'll get back on track to our normal normal stuff. But um, we felt it was important that we give you some context. At least you know where we're coming from and. You can use that context to decide uh, how you want to take what we have to offer. Okay. What do you think next time, Mike, we talk about meetings? We've gotten some questions about meetings, how to run meetings. You want to do that next? Yeah, I think meetings would be great. Okay. Good. All right. Alrighty. Thanks. See you in a week. See you later. All righty. Well, thanks again for listening to the show and hope to see you again next week. In the meantime, you can find us on the web at www.manager-tools.com. And if you're a new subscriber and you haven't listened to any of the previous shows, Uh, We think you'll find a lot of interesting and useful information on our previous shows, which you can find on the website. If you have any feedback or comments you'd like to send to us, you can leave those on the website, or you can send it to us on our email address, which is show at manager-tools.com. Thanks, and we'll see you again next week.